If you're listening to this on Spotify, make sure you check out our YouTube channel, The Plowcast, where there is a video version of this episode, as well as all of our other videos, like reactions and our shorter content. And if you'd rather continue to listen here on Spotify, then enjoy the episode. Welcome back to The Plowcast. Today, we got a big video for you. Today's our review for The Bad Batch, Season 1, Episode 7, uh... What was it called? Battle Scars, I believe it was called. Correct. Um, yes. I feel like everybody should have seen seen what happened in that episode coming because of Battle Scars. Rex is Chip Scar, but you know mm. that's okay. Um, really good episode. Uh, you know the you know the drill. If you've watched these before, we're just gonna um, go by you know categories of different details that we noticed and uh, break it break it down for y'all. Break it down from a fundamental standpoint. Um, so, first of all, uh, not going to get to the big stuff quite yet. The episode started uh, like the last few where our guys are meeting up with Sid. Um, this time they kind of just started right in the middle of the action, which I liked. Yeah. Uh, that way we don't have to waste time introducing a new mission um, and then, you know, having them go do it and then come back. This time they're already on the way back and we get uh, an explanation while they're on on the shuttle. Um but what I thought was interesting about this is we kind of predicted in one of our other videos the 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 tension in the relationship between Sid and the Bad Batch, uh, how they how they owe her a debt now. Um, I forget which video we talked about that in, but um, if you want to start off there, yeah, they um, I guess kind of Sid's kind of been backcharging them, um, <laughs> but it is it does make sense because it it remember we flipped to a. Uh, Omega and Wrecker, they're getting the Mantel mix. <laughs> and apparently they've done that 14 times. Um, but yeah, she's, well, I mean, she's kind of like, she's a businesswoman. She's she's out there to make a buck in the galaxy. So, you know, she's charged up for food, rations, um, Mantel mix, fuel, and everything like that. Which kind of makes sense. But um, she's just bringing it up to them now. After they're they're like getting ready, they're like, all right, whatever. Like, we can leave whatever they want. And she's kind of like, no, 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 no. You guys owe me for all that, and the fact that I know your refugee clones. Like, I could rat you guys out any second. Yeah. Um. So Sid kind of like keeps it like, oh, I'm helping you. You're helping me. But really, she's like the one with the the power behind the situation. She's, she's taking advantage of them. Um, yeah. But like you said, she's a businesswoman, so she knows that. They have nowhere else to go, essentially. Uh, she has leverage on them, um, and she just decides she could do whatever she wants against them. Uh, I mean, which is which I guess matches what we've seen of her so far. Um, from we know that she's known in the in you know in the underworld, I guess, or whatever it is. But mm -hmm. um, we we did kind of predict that a little bit. We were talking about maybe seeing because we knew that it wasn't going to last forever with them just doing missions for Sid, missions for Sid, missions for Sid. Um, I don't think we're done though, because there was a line in there that she said, um, she was taught, I think they were in the office. Uh, she said, you guys need a big score for us to be square. Yeah. So it's going to, it seems like they're going to have to do one last big job, uh, on the same level as the tactical droid and not just some animal. Uh, so they're going to yeah. need to do, uh, I'm, I guess that is probably going to be maybe not the next episode, but the one after that, or it could be, I don't know. Uh, but they still need to do one big job for Sid if they want to, you know, get even and have that all this debt paid off. Or they could just yeah. leave and never pay it back. Yeah, I, I think the, the former, though. I feel like Bad Batch are honorable guys. They'll probably yeah. pay their dues. Yeah. Um, 
So that was it. I mean, Sid was only there for a couple minutes, and uh, mm -hmm. there was still some important stuff that you know we wanted to talk about. Um, moving on to the main feature of this one, the main the big guy, uh, the big boy himself, the one and only Captain Rex was back in this episode. Um, I thought his introduction in this episode was great. Um, just him standing in the bar watching them, then he sits down. He's just got got his hood up. You know, some guys in the bar coming up to mess with them, and he just freaks them out and makes them leave. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the subtle details. Like at first, we see like we can kind of see his arms. Then you get the shot of the eyes and the bridge of the nose. That was right. That was exactly what I knew. Yeah, um, just that face. I've seen it so much. I'm like, oh, I know what that is. Um, <laughs> then you see the gauntlets in full light, and he's got the pistol. And then you know he takes off the hood. Just that slow reveal. Um, that was awesome. And uh, we know that. That Rex was the person in Trace and Rafa's hologram because he's got that poncho. And he even said Trace and Rafa Martez were his contacts. Um, yep. Before we talk about what he does in this episode, I'm a little I'm wondering what what he was doing before. Like, we know eventually he kind of just bows out of of war in general. He just tries to live on his like live his own life and not be a part of any conflict. But right now, it seems like he's still kind of pop popping around. You know, he's still doing things like we was talking to at the end of the episode he was on his comm talking to probably trace and rafa or some other contact um he wanted to get that tactical droid head uh you know to for, for helping out people in whatever way that also explains how trace and rafa knew about it because rex would know all about tactical yeah. droids having fought them oh, yeah. um so what do you what do you think he's just what do you think he's doing right now like what is this all a part of i think very much like the bad batch um he's kind of trying to figure out what to do i mean these guys are bred to be soldiers their war ends in a horrific way um they're good they're lucky enough to to repel order 66 so now they're without orders they have to go find their their own way in the galaxy um right. and i guess rex with the help of ahsoka is a, a little bit ahead of the bad batch he's finding the rebels he's finding people to fight against um the people who brainwashed his brothers the, the empire yeah. Um, I think, well, I, I mean, the way the way he would know Trace and Rafa is through Ahsoka. But I think Ahsoka and him go right to Trace and Rafa, kind of refugee out. Then Ahsoka goes into hiding because um, she's a Jedi. She has to like chill with the Force powers because you could sense that Vader's hunting them across the galaxy. So at least for a little while before she comes back to Rebels, she I think she's in hiding right now during the Bad Batch. So I don't think we'll see her. But on the contrast, Rex, I don't think can do that yet. He's like, he's still pretty much in the prime of his life. Like he's, he's ready to fight. He wants yeah. to do good. He wants to fight back against this empire. So he's branching out. He's seeing people he's trying to get the tactical droid, maybe for a Bail Organa, a Mon Mothma, an early, um, uh, sorry, rebel force, maybe Leader, even Saul Guerrera because he did meet Saul Guerrera in the Clone Wars. Um, but yeah, I think this is perfectly in tune with his character. Um, one thing I was kind of weird about is he didn't really invite the Bad Batch to come help him out with his mission. He kind of just said, I'm around, call me if you need me. I would have thought he's like, hey, dude, I'm starting up a rebellion. Like, come help me fight the Empire. That's what I thought would happen. So maybe there's something else. Maybe he is working for another someone who's just keeping it low key. I don't know. But I, I did think I wanted to bring that up. I wanted to see what you thought about um, that. I agree with that part, but I think he there was a he did offer them. He said uh, I could really use 
a group of people with your oh, set okay. of skills uh, and then Hunter was like, <laughs> so then i just can't. missed it <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay uh, but the rest was on point though you said all right um, but you know he was like yeah i could really use a group of guys like you with your skills and then hunter was like uh sorry like we still are figuring out what we're doing and we got this kid right. now so you know thanks but no uh, he obviously didn't say exactly that but yeah, there's yeah, anything yeah. in there in their conversation um but you know just rex in general i thought it was really well done in this episode um you you may see two videos ago we posted that video about um the bad batch using old characters to just get views and stuff like that um but i don't think this is that scenario and that you may think oh well you guys just love rex and you're just making an excuse but no i mean he's one of kind of. if not the only people that could have been placed in this situation right. yeah. he knows all about the inhibitor chips he's got the experience being on essentially being on both ends of it, having it happen to him and then having the chip out and then having to fight. Um, he's got the whole connection with Fives and Fives' whole story with the chips. Fives literally died in Rex's arms. So, you know, that was that was one of my favorite parts, actually, um, is when when Rex finds out that the Bad Batch don't have, when the tech's like, oh yeah, if you're talking about the chips, we, we don't have those out. Not They hadn't even turned at that point. They were just, oh, yeah, they're still in there. And Rex was, like, about to whip out his, his pistol. And he got really, yeah. he's like, you guys have no idea what you're messing with here. That was one of my favorite scenes. Um, and he was kind of, like, protecting Omega a little bit, too. Mm -hmm. uh, but just, like, he is one of the only people that could have fit and made this story, this episode story, better than what You can't put Trace and Rafa in there. What are they going <laughs> to, oh, yeah, I know all about inhibitor chips. I know this. Like, oh, it's, man. That's that's what I what I mean by them by that's what we mean when using using characters that that old characters that fit the story in a proper way instead of just shoving them in there for no reason. Um, if you want to talk about how you thought about that, a hundred percent. I really liked how he kind of did just dip. Like he came in, he's like, "All right, what's up, guys? I heard you're somewhere. You're making your way." <laughs> kind of yeah. reunited. Found out about chips. He's like. Nah, we got to get those out now, immediately. They do it, and then he's like, hey, if you want to come with me, come on. If not, I'm just going to go do my thing. And yeah. that's that. That's all I need of Rex, because that's exactly how he would act. They're not picking him out of character just to put, oh, here's Rex. Remember him? Cool. Right. No, they're saying, who would make sense in this role? Captain Rex would. And that's why they selected him. And that should be the primary motivation. We talked about it a lot in that other video. Go check that out. But I agree. I think they handled them really well. One thing I do, I did want to mention though, um, you brought it up already about them show like slowly revealing him. Um, I think that paralleled really well with Luke Skywalker and the Mandalorian. How first you see the X-wing, then you see his gauntlet, and then like how like for these big characters when they do it right, you know they kind of do it slow, and then boom, he's there. He does his thing, and he's out. And yeah. I, we keep making parallels, or I do, between Bad Batch and Mandalorian. And I think it's a good thing, because I think these are two of the best Star Wars content we have in recent times. Um, so to see like them kind of hit the same beats, I'm like, all right, they're doing it. They're doing a good job. <laughs> so yeah. I, did, I really like how they handle Yeah, I mean, Rex is my favorite clone. He's one of my favorite Star Wars characters in general. But I don't want to see him anymore. I think we've had his... Yeah. He's had, you know... Um, and when I say that, I don't mean ever. I mean, like, as a main character in an episode. Like, if we get, like, a one to two minute clip of something else that he's doing, like, maybe maybe at the very end we get a little um, tease at, to, like, something else, like, how he gets 
meets up with Wolf and Gregor or just a little clips, you know, I'm fine with that. But as long as it, you know, isn't just completely random and out of nowhere, mm-hmm. but as like a main character, I think I'm good with what we got. I mean, that part where he walks off into the fog, um, you know, that, yeah. that was just really kind of cool saying, OK, he's gone. Um, and, you know, I'm I'm happy with what we got. He served his purpose. He played a role. And I think we're good. We don't need any more Rex in there to just make people watch the show. Now, obviously, that's a little part of why he's there is because people love Rex and they're going to watch if he's in it. But that's not the main thing. The main thing is he's one of the only people that could have helped in this situation and had to have solved this plotline that we that's been going for the first six episodes. Rex has been bumping his head every single episode. Pretty every sure. episode. Um, maybe <laughs> not the first one. He might have at some point. Um, oh, man. A little bit more subtly than the other times. But that's been going since the beginning of the show. And Rex was one of the only people that could have wrapped that up the way he did. Um, but, yeah. Anything else on our boy Rex? Um, no. I I, yeah. I was thinking. Um, But you said it. How he was protecting Omega. Um how they immediately had a bond, how Omega was able to say, hey, you're a Gen 1. He's like, yeah. oh, how'd you know that? But um, I just like um, how kind of Omega gets along with everyone, <laughs> including <laughs> Rex. And then how, like you said, he was protecting her when he was drawing his, his pistol <laughs> yeah. against the bad match. I thought that was really cool. And it was really subtle, too. Like I feel like some people might not have caught that. I loved his facial expression when Omega is like eyeing him up and moving close. He's like, what? What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. And you know Rex is the one that ends up actually saving her. He's the one that gets up and finally is able that to too, yeah. her, um, which also shows his you know experience with that old age. Um, what else? Uh, we did get a little mention of fives, which is cool. Uh, he talks yeah, about the fives. Drop. Yeah, um, we see his scar from when he gets his chip out. Uh, it's always cool to see. Um, there's one other thing I, I was remembering. Um, we. We also saw the Y wing, the same Y wing that was at the end of uh, right. the Clone Wars. He's that's that's what he's using to fly around, you know, get get from place to place, which is really cool. Um, and we also get a mention of Ahsoka. We don't get a name drop, but we get a we all know who he's talking about. Um, he's like, I had a little help in getting my chip out. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's everything we got on our boy Rex. Done really well. Uh, really liked his inclusion in this episode, and uh, we're moving on. Um, the other big thing in this episode, our main man wrecker gone uh, off the rails, oh. turning completely, committing or 66. Um, mm-hmm. that was just absolutely insane. Um, I, I thought the buildup was one of the best parts. It was like two solid minutes. They were just, it was so intense. Um, like yes, the yes. audio gets like everyone else kind of got muffled. The camera was focusing primarily on Wrecker. He's like grunting and making noises. Everyone else is talking normal as if nothing is happening. Yeah. Um, but the music and the buildup, you know it's happening. But for like a minute and a half, they just sit, they just sit there and they wait. And they let you just sit in the moment. And you're like, is it going to happen now? What is happening? Is he going to turn? Mm-hmm. Is he going to die? What is going on? And then finally, when it goes down, he opens his eyes. He goes, boom. And like his pupils like dilate or whatever. And he goes and he grabs tech that just whole build up was just perfect oh yeah it was we've been building it up for episodes that you know his chip he's hitting his head every episode but in those two minutes it was palpable like oh like you were saying like the conversation was just a normal conversation 
but it slowly gets drowned out. We focus on Wrecker, the music, and then as soon as he opens his eyes and he puts his hand around Tech's neck, it's crazy. Hurls him across the room. Yeah. And um, speaking of that, we actually we get to see for the first time. Well, not the first time, but I guess in a different perspective, Wrecker's like his real power, like his role. Yes. Like just he just absolutely mows through them. Uh, Tech, to be fair, was didn't really see it coming, but he still would have beat Tech. Um, just the way he picks him up, slams him into the wall. Oh. He, all of his stuff goes sprawling on the floor. Um, Rex pulls out his blaster like really quick, and Rex smacks it away so hard that it breaks the... the ceiling. <laughs> um, yeah. He just absolutely demol. He takes Echo. Um, to be fair, he really kind of didn't beat up rex because rex got knocked down when when wrecker picked up echo and threw him into rex so yeah um but like he just mows through them all the part where he's just absolutely destroying hunter like holding him by his throat like oh you're a traitor to blah 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 and he record like or hunter like falls unconscious after that he drops him and he just falls to the ground um we actually just get to see how powerful he really is uh, and why he's such a valuable one of the reasons he's such a valuable member of the team. Um, and I thought that was really cool because, uh, I mean, we've, we've seen him beat up like what B1 battle droids. Oh, wow. Big deal. <laughs> like anybody could do that. Um, yeah. But seeing him go up against like, like highly trained clones like this, plus ones with special abilities all in a group at the same time. Just, I, I was really cool. Um, it, it was kind of, it's kind of upsetting. Cause like that's his team, but you want it uh, yeah. to feel that way. Cause you, that's, that's the effect it should have. Oh yeah, yeah. I I really like. I didn't like ever think about it before, like seeing Wrecker in action. But kind of the contrast between the two bad bad batch members who have like succumbed to Order sixty six. Crosshair, he's like cold, calculating, like he's kind of on the outskirts. He's the sniper, you know. But then we have Wrecker, who's the big brute force, hand to hand guy. Like seeing Crosshair, you know, that kind of standoff. He's shooting Wrecker. That was intense. Now we're seeing the other side of it. Yeah. Like, no, it's hand to hand. Like he's throwing guys through ceilings. Like it was really cool just to see the dynamic shift and like <laughs> how awful Order sixty six is in so many perspectives. Yeah. Um, we could we're gonna talk about Omega a little bit, but just that whole thing alone. Oh my goodness, I was gonna cry. Yeah. But nuts. besides Omega, just seeing him house like. The Bad Batch is the elite clone force. Like these guys are get called in to do missions no one else can do. And seeing Wrecker, well, maybe he got the jump on them a little bit, like single handedly just tearing through them is it shows like <laughs> how serious Order Sixty Six yeah. can be. We need him on our side, is what that shows. Yeah, exactly. Um, yes. Yeah. I I think honestly, Wrecker's chip um probably was a lot more effective than crosshairs because crosshair didn't fully turn until um mm -hmm. tarkin and the kaminoans did all that experimenting and like enhancements i guess on his chip before that he felt that way but he never acted on anything really other than leaving to go see tarkin um but wrecker as soon as his went off boom instant order 66 mode when crosshairs went off he was like you know he wanted to do the things but he still felt the the you know he didn't see it as Oh my god! Everyone else is a traitor. He saw yeah. that. He he saw they're kind of going. They're being a little bit of traitors, but I'm still. I still gotta. Maybe I'll try to convince Hunter that what he's doing is wrong. Um. So arguably, Wreckers was a lot more effective. Um. By itself, without like enhancements. Yeah. Um, but just crazy. 
you were talking about Omega. If we want to jump into that scene, that whole scene was just like heartbreaking and scary at the same time. Um, it kind of reminded me of Jurassic Park when the kids are in the like, in the kitchen and the dinosaurs like walking around. Yeah, <laughs> um, that whole fake out where you think she's behind the one the the panel with the holes in it. Mm. Um, Wrecker walks up and he goes pick it up and she's not there, but she's actually. Then they zoom out and she's on the left. That I thought that shot just like cinematography wise was pretty cool because you expect her to be where Wrecker finds her and then they zoom mm. out and she's right there. Um, but just that whole I was like. I was just like getting chills that whole time. Um, she she was like pleading, like, please don't do this. I don't want to hurt you. She had the gun pointed right at him. Yeah. Um, until he knocked it away, but just oof. Yeah. Um, that like trying to put yourself in Omega's shoes, like th this is your family. That's your older brother. Like you go and eat the uh the um the mix, what's it called? Mantel mix. Mantel mix. <laughs> After every mission, like that's your like that's your bro. Your big like, to bro. see him turn like that and to have to confront that, especially as like she's a child. She didn't know what dirt was <laughs> four episodes ago. And now she's having to deal with that. The amount of like emotion, everything going on inside her, crazy. Yeah. And I think that like she's maturing fast, like as like a part of the group, but just as like a person, like imagine having to come with terms with that, like going head to head one of your closest friends, and like oh, like my like I'm like she's gonna be a great soldier is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like she's been through it already, and she's already so young. Yeah. Um, but also when she said, "You're my friend," <laughs> in her little Aussie accent. Oh my goodness, that is like an arrow right into my heart and it exploded. Yeah. But it was crazy. And oh, and the fact that she was able to just like Wrecker came to her later. She's like, I'm sorry, it wasn't me. And she's like, I know. Let's eat some, <laughs> let's eat some mix. We're all cool. Like, yeah. I really like I don't know how, but Omega is becoming my favorite character. Like, yeah. Almost by a landslide. I really like her in every episode. The last two especially. Yeah. You that's a good point about when Wrecker came up to apologize. She knew that it wasn't him. Um, but even after he they got the chip out and he woke up, when you see her packing up and getting ready to go, she's still like sad and she feels yeah. like she's still thinking about what happened. But it took Wrecker to come up and actually talk to her about it, even though she already knew he didn't mean it. But it took him actually, you know, going up to her and saying, hey, uh, that sucked for everyone. I'm sorry. <laughs> then she's like, yeah, OK, she you know, she feels bad because she's still like a child, you know. Yeah. Um, or is she? No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um she's advanced but, yeah yeah but like that was just um there was one little detail in there now this could just be me again because i i'm not sure how intentional this is uh but omega when they bring when she brings out the the mix she's like the mission's over it's time to eat the eat the mix you know um that kind of when she said that that reminded me of some other parts of clone wars uh she says the mission is over now in the Clone Wars when Tup dies after they take his chip out, he's he's talking to fives. I I don't know the exact wording, um, but he says something along like the um, it's it's over. And the fives like, yeah. what are you talking? He's like the mission, the one in our dreams. It's finally so over. Um, and then he says, uh, I'm free at the end. And then he dies. Um, I and then I think I can't remember. I. You'd think as many times as I've seen the Fives death scene, I'd have it forward uh, by now. But I uh, think he says something along the lines of that. Um, 
that could just be I doubt that's intentional because it's like mission is a very common word. The mission is like a very right. common. Uh, but when when she said that, that just made me think um, because and it, it lines up too because both of those were uh, about the inhibitor chips and Order 66. Top when his case was when uh, his chip was removed and he saw clearly, I guess, for the first time. Um, fives, he already knew about them. So when he died, he was like, you know, okay, well, I know about this now. I'm not, you know, held by this. Uh, and then and then Wrecker, he got his out. So um, just kind of maybe more of Omega's intellectual pre-planted intelligence, I guess, having yeah. the same sort of mission in their dreams that all the clones apparently had that we learned from Tup. Um, again, that's chances are that's com like purely like coincidental. <laughs> uh, but I like to think about it that way because that it makes sense in my head. Yeah, no, I think it's a good parallel to illustrate, like, because it like the there's no threat of Order 66 anymore. They have the chips out. Like, it's almost like that chapter's behind them. Like, they can officially move on and, like, go ahead. Because even though at first they didn't have to deal with it, um, just Crosshair kind of did before his got enhanced. Like, now for Wrecker and for all of them, like, that's another step away from, like, all the evils of the Empire. So, like, yeah. I think it, it might be reaching, <laughs> but I think it's cool to think about. Yeah, it's cool to think about it that way. Um... The mission being just the order being order 66 i think because mm -hmm. once the chip is out of tup's head he doesn't feel the need to do that anymore so he's like i'm free from this this mission that is destined in all of us to kill the jedi so moving on uh, i just want to talk about some more more uh details about the episode um i thought it was cool that they brought back the uh well not brought back but are showing us more of hunter's uh tracking detecting ability uh he looked at the water. He's like, "Don't, don't go in there. Don't do that. There's something bad in there." Um, but he, he really, um, I just like when when we're seeing each member use their specific ability or enhancements. Uh, um, and that was that that creature was actually the the one from the trash compactor in episode four. What is it called? I know you have it somewhere. A Dianoga. Yes. Dianoga. That's what it is. That's what we um, both initially thought when we saw the movements. Yeah. And then we saw it, and we're like, wait, that's way too big. But turns out that is indeed the same one that grabbed Luke and dragged him under. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that that's cool. A uh, little subtle detail in there. We were saying Sarlacc in the moment, like a, like a young adolescent Sarlacc. Yeah. But almost instantly, I was like, well, that doesn't make sense, because it's like yeah. a big hole in the ground. It's kind of rooted <laughs> in, its, in its spot where it sits. Um, but, you know, still, uh, I actually completely forgot about that. That, that was a scene in the trailer that at least parts of that where Wrecker's hanging and the, the tentacles are coming up. That was in the trailer. And I just kind of completely forgot about it <laughs> happening. Um, which, which shows you the benefits of not watching trailers. Uh, but, yeah. You know, at the same time, I need to see something. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But another cool detail, the planet that they're on is Braca from Jedi fallen order where this, yes. uh, I guess eventually becomes an Imperial um, decommissioning yard, you know, stripping facility. Uh, but you know, just makes sense. You know, that's they wouldn't. Have, I doubt they would have multiple planets where they're just throwing venators and stuff. Um, yeah, I feel like there's there's enough space on an entire planet to fit all the ones that are still. I around. was gonna say it is yeah. the entire planet too. It's a yeah. trash planet, not just a trash facility on a planet. <laughs> yeah, but you have the uh, scavenger guild, scrapper guild, scrapper scrapper guild. guild yeah, yeah, and they have like the, all the same ponchos, like that kind yep. of. Cal's also wearing. 
this this is like a couple of years, like three ish years before that game. So would this be under Imperial control at this point? Like, are they just partnered with the Scrappers? Because at the end, the Scrappers like contact the Empire, which means yeah. they're like in leagues. But in Jedi Fallen Order, I think it's like they're working for the Empire, or it's it's under M- Imperial control at least. That's what I was gonna say. I'm well, at least the way I think about it. I don't know if this is true or not, but like the Scrapper Union or Guild would be like they're taking care of it. The Empire would be like financing them and hiring them yeah um and then with time the empire will become more involved kind of like on all planets how they want to like get more involved with everything so they'll have a bigger presence on Braca by the time we see calcastus right. right um but now since it's just like oh contact the empire our boss and we'll have them come out but later they're already like there'll be a presence there kind of like um what's it called What's oh martial law? <laughs> like start getting like that and on most planets. Right. right I don't know why right. I blanked on martial law. <laughs> it's okay. I was gonna say militia law. Militia law. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um but kind of yeah, I mean that's all I had on Braca. A cool addition. Uh makes sense because they would need to get to a Venator exactly. Gold yep. Bay. So has a has a purpose there. Um Kind of backtracking a little bit, we probably should have talked. We talked a little bit earlier about uh, Omega. Omega was able to detect like how old Rex was. Like, oh, you're a first generation clone because of the lines in his face. How how old is Omega then in normal years? Because that was a long time ago, but she's still young. You know, Rex is like a yes. first. I mean, I know they they all rapid age, obviously, but if they rapid age then Omega would be like like half of the age she looks, which yeah. definitely would have been at least a little bit after Rex's generation of clones was was born. So mm-hmm. did she I there was she like studying? I doubt they have like school there other than for the clones, uh, but uh-huh. like she's like this special one they kind of kept aside. So does she just age really slow? Does she not have enhanced aging? So has she been around the entire time is she just like is she like 30 <laughs> like we don't like she doesn't age um because like she knew what a first generation clone looked like and if they aged the same then she wouldn't have been born when that happened mm-hmm. i i don't know about aging I, one thing i do want to i the way like i thought about it because some people are also saying the the way she was able to tell is she's force sensitive like she used the force to see that i also don't think that's it either i just think um because when we first meet her she's with the kaminoans like she doesn't hang out with any of the other clones at all um not even until bad batch so i think she has like way more knowledge about clones than we think um i could be wrong did she know about the chips before she did and she also knew that she didn't have one Okay, well, so I think, like, the Kaminoans are just telling her everything. Like, oh, this is how cloning works. This is what a Gen 1 clone is. Like, I think she almost did have kind of special classes because she's, like, her own enhanced clone. Like, she's way different than anyone else. Yeah. So I think she is as old as she is, but she just has a lot more experience with cloning because the Kaminoans were so directly involved with her. 
Yeah, there's a lot of questions surrounding her, which I think is cool. Yeah, um, but yeah, again, this is all just like yeah. hypothetical. We if, don't even know. Yeah, if you just threw her in and didn't give us any of this speculation into her backstory, then it wouldn't be as interesting because like, yeah. like all these questions we're thinking of, we still don't know. Like, we don't know how she ate. Like, she's a we know she's a clone. We know she is special. We know she worked with Kaminoans or at least followed them around and was an assistant. Mm -hmm. And that's all we know. And that mm -hmm. is really interesting. And we know now that she knew about the inhibitor chip. She's kind of, I think she was the one that brought it to the Bad Batch's attention initially, and then tech took it from there. Um, she knew what generation of clone Rex was because of the lines in his face. Yeah, what? just by looking at him. <laughs> she knew that she didn't have a chip. Um, like she, It's just so, like, because she could either be, like, not. She could either age normally. Because mm -hmm. they didn't enhance her, they didn't make her age fast because she wasn't, they weren't planning on sending her into battle, I guess. Like Boba. Or, yeah. Or she could just be, I, I don't know, she could just age slower for some odd reason. But that kind of implies that either A, she randomly at some point just learned about all the different generations of clones. Or she was there when they were born and she was able to go up close and look at them in detail. And she was able to tell the difference. Most people would have no clue. Everybody else would have no clue, essentially. Oh, probably oh my goodness, no. Yeah. Um, and, and now her. So that is a really interesting line. I don't know, I just thought, I think it's interesting where this could lead down the line. Like, what, what storylines or, or background details we can learn about her. Because there's a lot we clearly don't know. And uh, if we're right with our theory that the Kaminoans want to use her as their their base clone that they're going to sell to the empire um there could be still a lot more that we have to learn about her yeah uh, all right so any other details that you had that you wanted to talk about or i just did anything want to rehash the animation again okay. um and you said it before the cinematography i guess that's what you call it is that what you call it when it's a tv show <laughs> um yeah it's still cinematography tv no, I think it's I think it's still the same. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it was all excellent. The water monster, the uh, Dianoga, as we now know, uh, very cool with the animation there, and then the cinematography. Um, you said it before, but just the Wrecker and Omega scenes, crazy. The Order sixty six ones. Um, I said in the the um the reaction, I said huge Outlast vibes. If you ever yeah, played that yeah. game, you know what I'm talking about. But I really like that, like Omega. Like sliding underneath the door, and Wrecker just throws it open. Um, but yeah, like again, we have like almost a new genre of Star Wars. This has almost felt like a horror like episode. Like it was very cool, like just to see how quickly we can shift like themes of episodes. Because last episode, um, it was kind of more emotional. I mean, this one it was a little emotional, but it, it doesn't ever feel the same, which is very refreshing, and it helps a lot with um. I don't know, I guess pacing, would you call it? Yeah. I yeah. just like how they're able to just, all right, now we're going to make this a super tense scene. We're going to have you on the edge of your seats, ready to cry. And then who knows, next episode, I'm, I might be cheering because it might be an awesome battle scene. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I really like how, I guess it's Disney. I don't know who it is, but they have like the facilities just to <laughs> have such a diversity yeah. in episodes. It's awesome. Yeah. I guess it would be Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm, yeah. But I do, because sometimes these are things like you don't think about, but like just rewatching it's just like wow like it's almost privileging <laughs> yeah i love it 
uh, there's always a lot of each episode always has interesting like camera shots well obviously there's not a real camera but where the where the camera of what you're yeah like the there's always a lot of visually intriguing moments like in this episode you got the one where they're they pan up from behind the rock face and you see rex leading them up a cliff mm -hmm. um, that was that trailer shot um my favorite though is the uh scene where you see like a rex is in like the right hand side of the screen he's leaning up against a door frame holding his helmet looking at it uh and you're in the in the hallway the hallway is dark but the light is shining out from the the medical room I'm sure there's yep. some metaphor there about like the light and dark and where Rex <laughs> is and all that. I'm not going to try, oh, yeah. but yeah, like, we're, just, we're no experts. You, you but... don't even have to instantly be like, Oh, I understand this, but you could just looking at it. You're like, this is deeper than just, just a regular shot of Rex just standing there. Yeah. And that can really add or take away from, from a show. Like you have shows that have just apps and movies really, they just have boring camera work, like just shoulder over shoulder and then still shot and then just boring. Bleh. But if you you know yep. add movement and add interesting details, and you can tell the story through the camera work, which I think exactly. is very yeah. very cool, very well done. And, in this and the fact that like you said it, there is no camera. Like this is fully animated. That makes it so much like that's how you know they're really thinking about it. They want to mimic these camera angles that yep. would would be in real life. Like there is a lot of thought that goes behind it, and it's really cool. Like it almost builds a sense of I don't know quality that sometimes you don't even realize like oh that was a really good episode i wonder why a lot of it might be cinematography so it's yeah. really cool to see yeah i even i even noticed that rec shot in our reaction i pointed out right away I said, look at that shot that looks cool um yeah so you don't even have to really see it as a story device it can just be something that visually you know intrigues you and just exactly. keeps you watching yep um so yeah anything else you got here before we get on to our predictions I was gonna, yeah. Let, let's hop right into predictions. You sure you got me? All right, all right. Yeah. Um. What do What are you thinking? Is we're gonna see next? I mean, I've been saying it. I think for the last three episodes, but Empire, Empire, yep, Empire. Yep, 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 yep. One, I said it for because I need it. I need Crosshair back. And two, because we had that call. Um. The the scrapper guild says call. Yeah. They literally said call the Empire. Um. I think. Um. It'll kind of be a. It won't happen on Braca. They'll get away. They'll either get back to Ord Mantel or in space or something. Um, but the main action, I think there will be a main action set piece. Maybe it's a starship battle or maybe it's just on the ground. But I don't think it'll be happening in Braca. I think we're done there. We're going to move on. Um, okay. And I think it's going to be Crosshair and his elite squad. Um, not even I think. I want, I need <laughs> it to be <laughs> Crosshair be. and his elite squad. Um, and because I want to see, I want them to replicate kind of how powerful, how skillful they were in episode two when they just wiped out that um, Saul Guerrero's forces. But I don't know how they could do that because obviously he's not going to come kill Hunter, kill Echo, <laughs> kill everyone there. Like that's everyone not going to happen. Um, so like I want there to be stakes, even though I know some of the main characters kind of have the plot armor. Okay. Um, so I, I think that might be an interesting like hurdle to tackle. Um, I don't really know. I guess I don't have a prediction for that part, but I, I guess I hope we do have some stakes. And I just, I'm telling you, if there's no crosshair, I might riot. I feel like I've been saying that for too long. <laughs> okay. But how about you? I digress. Okay. How about you? I, I, I'm partly the same as you, but I have, on the contrary, for some Ooh, details, let me hear I you. think 
they're going to still be on Bracca, uh, because the Bad Batch has no clue that they were discovered. Um, I think the uh, Crosshair and his group will be dispatched immediately, um, and I think they'll they'll at least when they first show up, it'll be on Bracca. They'll have a sort of showdown okay. on Bracca. That could okay. be an interesting, um, you know, set piece or or location for a fight in front of all these old venators. He could be you know. Some are sideways, so you could have like battles inside hallways sliding, mm -hmm. in, and then you fall out of it, and you're back outside. Just you know, cool, cool battle possibilities. Uh, but I think that's where they're going to meet up again, because um, you know we've only we've only been there for one episode. We've been to Ord Mantel for like the last four, so I you know I think keeping them here would be pretty cool, um, and it'd also be really cool because. The Bad Batch have no clue what's happening. They just went through this stuff with the chips yeah. on Bracca, and then they look they look out and they see just the shuttle coming and lands, and then they see the door open and the gas from oh. all the pistons and Crosshair <laughs> just walks out. Um, so yeah, and in terms of the stakes, um, you were talking about. I agree that they probably um, can't they can't just kill the entire team. Yeah, and then yeah. <laughs> um, so there's a little bit of plot armor there, but I think the Kaminoans are going to in either in secret or in collaboration with the empire send an agent or just someone in general who will go in and kidnap omega ha. i think omega is going to get kidnapped Whoa. and taken off Braca by the kaminoans wow um that's a bull i mean i mean i haven't thought it through like how are they as would the empire even allow that how would they get on this this ship how would they get back to the Camino or Camino, uh, but they could send a shuttle to tail them in secret, like a small ship, like a one man ship. Somebody comes up while they're battling, you know, the hunters like dueling it out with like a trooper, looks to the side down a cliff, and like Omega's just being snagged <laughs> being and dragged smuggled. Yeah. yeah, and then the episode ends with them taken off with Omega, and they're left there on Braca without her. Boom, <laughs> cut to black. That's heavy. Wow, That's my prediction. <laughs> Um, I I have a question for you. Um, if the Empire comes right away, if Crosshair pulls up, do you think Rex might stay around? Do you think we'll see a little bit of him? I think enough time will have passed where Rex he's, is he's already, already gone. gone. Yeah, okay. because I mean, it would probably take a little bit of time for yeah. the Empire to get the alert and then get it to Tarkin and then get it to the squad and then then to gear up, get on the ship, fly off Camino, go into hyperspace, come out at Bracca. And land. I think by that point, all Rex has to do is hop in his Y wing and just take off, and he's gone. Yeah. Okay. Um, no. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think they would use Rex again for another big battle. You know, sort of, sort of episode. So soon. Yeah. Yeah. But I, that's my I prediction. Kind of do like the prediction. I do, bold, I do. Yeah. But... I do still think they'll be off world. Part of me wants to see a starship fight. I do like the dog fights in Star Wars. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I, I would love to see a nice, like, high-quality, like, in-depth one. Um, I don't know if we'll get it, because they're not really, like, their things are, like, they're not pilots. Like, that's kind of, you think pilots, you yeah. think Anakin, Luke Skywalker. So maybe not. Maybe I'm hopeful. But I guess we'll see. I think, <laughs> I, I mean, as much as I want to see mine happen, I think I'd be perfectly fine seeing <laughs> a brawl in Baraka. Like, <laughs> yeah. you described a pretty epic fight, if I do and say so. And that raises much. the stakes. Then they got to go back to Camino, the one place they've been trying to avoid this entire time. Go Ooh. in, try to rescue, you know. Dang, I don't know. I'm just spitballing yeah. here. Yeah, all um, right, dude. 
<laughs> well, I mean, uh, you've yeah. been on so far. If you're on again, yeah, right? I know. But you know, something's got to happen to Omega. I feel like we're getting yeah. all this growth and development connections, especially after this big thing. They're probably closer than they've ever been, and then for her to just be mm -hmm. taken away like that, and that would be our perfect reintroduction into the Kamino and subplot where they're trying mm. to get back in in the fold of the Empire as part of their, you know, their yeah. the Empire's Empire. Yeah, um, I think I, I agree. I think now is the perfect time to just stakes through the roof like something yeah. big i think it's the perfect yeah. time to do it so if that does happen and i'm watching and then i get all happy and excited <laughs> you'll know why yeah omega's <laughs> yeah. getting kidnapped yes yes, yes! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man man um but yeah that's my bold yeah. prediction i doubt it'll happen um the only part i'm i think will happen is they'll start at least on Braca and then maybe yeah. go into air the problem with this not air Space. The problem space. with the space <laughs> battle, like you were saying, they're not pilots. Um, and usually a space battle ends with either A, the, the loser of the battle dies because their their ship explodes, or B, that you have a crash landing somewhere. So yeah, you know I could that's you, what that's what I was saying, crash land yeah. on a new planet or something. I don't yeah. know. I haven't really thought it through. And then, it's, but... and then you know, <laughs> it, the bad batch crashes, the shuttle's damaged, and then it's just a manhunt on this planet. Um, yeah, that would be cool too. But at the same time, them hiding out is something we've seen already. So having it where they're mm. just, you know, fighting each other out in the open yeah. would be a little bit of a change. So uh, we'll see. Definitely a lot yep. to be excited about, though, for next episode. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So now moving on here, last little bit. Uh, just going to talk about what we think about this episode. Um, this one. Again, we're not like ranking or giving ratings as we're kind of just as jokes, but I think I like this one. I still don't know if I like it more than the pilot. Uh, it might eventually when when we rewatch the whole series, it might jump ahead of the pilot for me. But as of right now, I think the pilot is still my number one just because of how much they were able to fit and do in that episode. Um, definitely the pilot, this episode, and Episode six are probably yeah. my top three as of right now. Um, yeah, but yeah, what did you? What do you think about this one? I'm in the same boat with that top three. Um, I do want to say though, I think the pilot for sure is going to be my number one um, up until now. The finale, hopefully, like we'll beat it out of the water. Uh, but just because of how much main storyline was in the pilot, I know it's longer. Um, and I don't want to be unfair, like, oh, it's longer, I like it better <laughs> type of thing. But um, like we had the Empire, we had the Kaminoans, we had the Bad Batch, we had Order 66. We had so much um, in the first episode. Maybe yes, because it's longer. But this, I know we had the Order 66, the chips got out. But still, we're waiting for the Empire still. We're waiting for the Kaminoans still. No Fennec or anything like that. So it's missing that little bit to push it ahead of yeah. the first episode for me so for yeah. for that reason i think number one is still for me but this one and the last one i really like really enjoyed them um i'd say this one is above episode six because of how they handled rex versus how they handled race and trafa or trace and, and rafa <laughs> wow <laughs> cut, that, cut that cut that <laughs> um um that destroyed my train of thought. What was I saying? Oh, okay. I mean, but yeah, yeah. Rex, I think they handled way better than Trace and Rafa. Um, so yeah, I think this is above episode six for me, which is a good thing. I like how they, they're getting better. Yeah. 
No, definitely. Um, we're also like kind of at the middle of the series. Um, I feel like it shows the middle is usually, you know, where some of the act, a lot of, you know, picking up having yep. um, a lot of shows have mid season finales where they take a break. Uh, I don't think Bad Batch is doing that, but just like as a comparison, um, a lot of shows, you know, they, they'll take a break midway or like a third ish to the season and then they come back a couple weeks later and finish it off. But I feel like we're in we're in like in the midst of a big portion of uh, of action or build up. Um, yeah. When I say action, I don't mean like physical fighting action. I mean, like in terms of things that are part of the main plot, you know, less yep. kind of let the last two episodes have been a lot less filler. Um, the Trace and Rafa one arguably kind of was. Uh, but this episode, I feel like was really, really on with um, sort of the main plot being one of the plots anyways, being yep. Wreckers Chip and Order 66. Um, so, yeah, that's everything we got here. Uh, let us know your thoughts on this episode in the comments. Check out a reaction for this episode if you would like to do that. We have playlists for both of those series. Um, yeah, we're excited for next episode, especially after our predictions. We want to see who's right. Uh, I feel yeah. like we're probably going to be both wrong, which is <laughs> uh, somehow. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, the Empire you know, doesn't come. You know, yeah, they just ends. They all die. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we will see what happens. Thank you for what my dog. Sorry again. Yeah. Uh, but thanks yeah. for watching and or listening. And <laughs> we'll talk to you in the next one. What do you think oh, Mantel mix tastes like? Oh my god, probably like um, uh, cracker jacks. Yeah, I saw candy. I was thinking cracker like jacks. Um, like chicken, like, nuts. Car like caramel popcorn. You know? mix. I want some, is what I'm getting at. That's what. Yeah. Uh... <laughs>